in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Saturday morning in March. Don't you ever let nobody in your spirit Linda Tillery.
was Linda Tillery. You're tuned into Labor and Love in honor of International Women's Month. It's an all-woman show today. So get on your listening cap. This is Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. And if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Miss Joni Mitchell. of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that weave but now they only block the sun they rain and snow on everyone so many Something's gained in living every day. 
Mitchell with her classic uh, Both Sides Now. Before that we had Linda Tillery and the Cultural Heritage Orchestra to lead us off on this March 12th with Labor and Love. Thousands of New York needle trades workers demonstrate for higher wages, shorter work day and an end Ni Princesa Ni Esclava by the late beloved Mexican-American singer Jenny Rivera who died a couple of years ago in a plane crash. Ni Princesa Ni Esclava Neither princess nor slave Estoy pidiendo joyas, ni pieles ni palacios, ni quiero que me alfombren las calles al pasar. Tampoco es que yo exija ni tierras ni riquezas, más que estar recibiendo. Tan solo estoy pidiendo sentirme bien amada, que me amen como yo amo, con fuego y con pasión. Ojalá comprendiera que estoy desesperada buscando quien se entregue. Yo. Mi princesa ni esclava, simplemente mujer Mi dueña de la noche, mi dueña de la noche, ni del amanecer Mi princesa ni esclava, simplemente mujer 
Women's month, what does that have to do with labor? Well, women do much of the labor, especially the low-wage labor that's done in this world of ours, dominated by the invisible hand people, the market people, who say the market will take care of everything. The fact is that a lot of the Manufacturing, factory work is done by young women of color all over the world. And for years and years, since time immemorial, women's work, domestic work, has been unpaid. Today, women make 78% on the average of what a man does for the same identical work. Today, in many places, women don't have reproductive rights. Groups of men decide what will happen inside their uteruses. What person doesn't have control of her own body? You guessed it, a slave. Angela Davis, among others, has made that connection, where in slave times, women's main function, besides working, was to bear children, to make more slaves, to increase the master's capital. And women are still being held to that by some of these idiotic people, men who decide that uh, women should be this or women should be that. Let's listen now to our Win Week in Review. And uh, besides my voice, these are the only male voices you'll hear. We'll do our Win Week in Review and then we'll do our Radio Labor Around the World feature. Win Week in Review, Workers Independent News. Workers Independent News Week in Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. On International Women's Day Tuesday, AFL-CIO Secretary-Treasurer Liz Schuler said the TPP trade agreement is another corporate attack on women at a time of enduring gender wage inequality. When it comes to women's issues, people don't realize that the labor movement is actually the largest women's organization in the country. We represent six and a half million working women with a voice on the job. So we have an opinion when it comes to women's issues 
issues and especially when it comes to trade and trade policy and how women are impacted. White women are making 79 cents on the dollar compared to men, black women making only 63 cents, and Latina women only 54 cents. Certainly women of color are bearing the brunt of the wage gap. They're experiencing lower median weekly earnings, higher rates of poverty, higher unemployment. It's just been sued by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. They're suing and they're trying to enjoin the law's implementation. The U.S. Chamber sued to go ahead and stop it from going into place. The drivers are going to continue to organize or continue to put pressure on Uber and Lyft and other companies like this to treat them fairly. Leonard Smith, Teamsters Local 117, Director of Organizing and Strategic Campaigns. He's talking about the new Seattle law giving Uber drivers and other taxi drivers collective bargaining rights. Smith says Uber and similar companies are pretending their drivers are not employees with all the legal rights and benefits employees are entitled to. What's going on with Uber drivers and others in this industry is not unique to Seattle. It's going on in every city in the United States where drivers are trying to earn a living. They're essentially being starved. 4,000 New Jersey rail transit workers could strike by Sunday, March 13th if no new labor agreement is reached. The New Jersey Rail Transit Coalition, comprised of 11 unions, is trying to work with New Jersey Transit to reach an agreement. The workers have worked without a contract for five years. Smart Transportation General Chairman Steve Burkert says that progress is being made in the talks. Healthcare costs and wage increases remain unsettled. Menards will no longer threaten to cut manager pay by 60% if workers form a union. That NLRB victory for workers was achieved after OPEIU attorney Seth Goldstein filed charges with the labor board. They also have had each of the managers sign off that they understand that that change is in place. And that's been verified by the National Labor Relations Board. So that's an extreme victory because up to this point, we were just taking the word of a vice president at Menards. And this is the first time that there's been some definitive action by the company to remedy their violation of the law. More NLRB charges are pending against Menards, including an arbitration agreement the company forces employees to sign that forces the workers to accept arbitration rather than going to court or to the NLRB with grievance. Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Doug Cunningham with the labor news, pointing out the uh, statistics. I said 78%, and what it actually is is 79% of white women. Okay, pardon me. White women get paid 79% of what a man doing the same job gets paid. Women of color, much less. Okay, here's our World Labor Report. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, March 11th, 2016. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, Labor celebrates International Women's Day. DHL workers in India demonstrate for fair treatment. 
Unions use their stock ownership to fight against the commercialization of education. And domestic workers want governments to adopt an international law. All that plus the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. Hello, I'm Simiri Ainsborough, a senior correspondent at Radio Labor. International Women's Day, celebrated on March 8th, began in the labor movement as a way to recognize the victories of women workers and prepare for the struggles ahead. The day is now recognized all over the world as women fight for their rights. Sharon Burrow is the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers such as the AFL-CIO. Every day, women struggle for their rights, for their livelihoods, for their families, for their communities. But happy Women's Day. This day, one day in the year, we stop to celebrate with each other. There's no doubt that life is still tough and inequality is rampant. When women earn less than men in 99% of all occupations, when more than 40% of women are sexually harassed in their workplace, when one in four women are uh, subjected to domestic violence, and when one in five women are raped, shocking statistics shouldn't be even thought about. But it doesn't stop us. It won't stop us because the power of women is unstoppable. One of the organizations which uses International Women's Day as a way to highlight the need to fight for women's rights is the AFL-CIO. Liz Schuler is the AFL-CIO's secretary-treasurer. Women in the workplace have gained a great deal. Laws to protect our rights, new freedoms, and career opportunities that were once thought unimaginable. But there is another side of the coin. A typical woman who works full-time loses more than half a million dollars over her lifetime because we are paid less than men. Half a million dollars, that's staggering. Women are the majority in low-wage jobs. Women have a greater responsibility at home, but if we don't have the benefit of a union, we're unlikely to have earned sick leave or paid family leave. This is especially the case for women of color. One of the newest labor organizations working at the global level is the International Domestic Workers Federation, the IDWF. It has been fighting for the implementation of Convention 189 of the UN's International Labor Organization. The convention, if adopted by a country, would provide domestic workers with the same benefits and protections as any other worker in the country. Myrtle Whitbui is the president of the IDWF. I think that convention is becoming a strong weapon and it's also becoming a negotiation weapon. At the same time, it's also becoming a capacity building weapon because what you're doing now, when you go out there and speak to domestic workers, you don't just speak to them about their labor laws, you're trying to explain to them what is Convention 189. Of course, you will find many domestic workers. They don't even know what you're talking about. But when you talk to them about labor laws and then you said that is Convention 189. So I I think that the Convention 189 has become a strong instrument, as has become a strong tool, and it's also give voice to our voices. Demonstrations against the labor practices of the global courier company DHL were held in cities all across India on Sunday, March 6th. 
The workers protested the company's anti-union activities not only in India, but in Latin America as well. Alan Clifford is the assistant coordinator of the Organizing Globally unit of the International Transport Workers Federation, the ITF. The issues felt by the colleagues in Latin America, the denial of their right to be represented by a union, the threats, the intimidation are exactly the same issues felt by colleagues here in India. The protest in India came after the ITF released a report showing that DHL is breaking its own internal rules of conduct by continuing to engage in anti-union actions, especially in developing countries. These include firing workers trying to organize, monitoring the phone calls of union members, faking letters in order to fire the son of a union official and refusing to bargain. Sangam Tripathi is the ITF's assistant regional secretary for the Asia-Pacific region. We got DHL union activists in all the cities in India. We made this collective decision that we would use the 6th of March to come out on the roads, protest for our own demands, the DHL Indian workers' demands, as well as raise solidarity support for the DHL workers in Latin America. DHL business in India is booming and this trend is going to continue for the next five years. Give the workers their due rights, give them respectful working conditions, decent working conditions, negotiated wages. That's all we're asking for. A coalition of union pension fund managers based in the United States and Britain are objecting to the business strategy of an educational multinational called Pearson PLC. Pearson is heavily involved in standardized testing in the U.S. It is also promoting commercial schools in developing countries, which it refers to as low-fee schools. The union pension fund managers include representatives of the Chicago Teachers Pension Fund, the Pension Fund of Unison, a public employee union in the UK, and about 130 individuals, all of whom own shares in the company. Pearson is cutting 4,000 jobs in the face of a dramatic fall in its share prices. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the more than 2,400 stories our volunteers collected last week. Our top stories section included links to news about the celebrations of International Women's Day around the world, a national strike by Palestinian teachers, and the massive protests across France against changes to labor legislation there. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Mexican steel workers were out in a dispute over job security. Aluminum smelter workers in Iceland were continuing their wage dispute. In Georgia, workers at a glass factory ended a month-long strike with a huge victory, winning not just a wage increase and other improvements, but recognition for their union. Zoo workers in South Africa ended a successful wage dispute. The Korean airline pilots were on a work-to-rule campaign to back their wage demands. Solid waste collection workers in South Africa renewed their strike despite employer claims that it is illegal. In Canada, a months-long lockout of racetrack workers continued, as did a strike by blood collection service employees. Indian auto workers continued their wage dispute. 
and Nigerian oil workers walked out to protest possible job losses resulting from the restructuring of their industry. Aside from stories about union celebrations of International Women's Day, our top working women's stories included coverage of sexist uniform requirements in Canadian restaurants and bars, calls by the Australian Firefighters Union for the recruitment of more women to the service, and demonstrations around the world by domestic workers on International Women's Day. Our health and safety newswire carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the mercury poisoning suffered by Indian workers and the effects of hunger on workplace safety in Cambodian garment factories. Currently, Labour Start is running six online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join the thousands of trade unionists around the world who help make workers' lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Radio Labor's newscasts are available on its website, iTunes, mobile phones, union websites, and community radio stations. Follow us on Twitter, at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Here, here. It's all about global solidarity. One of the big uh, causes, one of the big issues that women have taken up and have been victorious by and large <clears throat> has been uh, voting rights in. Uh, Western countries. This is one of the uh, songs of the suffragettes movement called Shoulder to Shoulder, written in 1911 at the height of the English suffragette movement.
Okay, that was Shoulder to Shoulder, one of the uh, marching songs of the women's suffragette movement, in which women demanded and uh, petitioned for and demonstrated for and died for the right to vote under the leadership in the early 1900s of the redoubtable Emmeline Pankhurst. Um, women sat in, refused to eat once they were jailed, they were force-fed. One woman threw herself in front of a horse, the king's horse, at one of the uh, big horse races to dramatize the issue. Eventually and finally, women in England were granted the right to vote, but their campaign stands as a textbook example of how an oppressed group, by organizing, can win. Okay, International Women's Day, and we're celebrating uh, International Women's Month. And here's a woman who was messed up by a guy who took her when she was young and she's calling him out. This is Lydia Mendoza, the queen of the uh, Tex-Mex border singers.
mostrabas también lo que tú eras. Mal hombre, tan ruin es tu alma que no tiene nombre. Lydia Mendoza there singing for all the women who have been uh, used and abused by men that they trusted. Lydia Mendoza was born in 1916 in Houston, Texas. And her 1934 recording of Malombre on the Bluebirds label when she was 18 years old became an overnight success. Her live radio performance set the stage for her recordings. Malombre became an overnight success and led to an intensive schedule of touring and recording. So Lydia Mendoza would tour the labor camps in northern Mexico and the southern southwestern United States singing her songs. After World War II, Mendoza recorded for many of the major Mexican-American record labels, mostly located in Texas. She recorded all the way up to 1988 when she suffered a stroke. Many of her recordings are still available, including those in, issued by Arhuli Records. California-based label specializing in the release of regional forms of American music. Lydia Mendoza, the queen of the uh, Texas border singers. Here's Joan Baez. Joan Baez singing at uh, Woodstock, actually. Huh? She realized it was a workers' movement. Sing one more song and we'll have an intermission. Not hippies, workers. I dreamed I saw Joe last night. Life has you for me. And says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. Says Joe 
dreamed I saw I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night Live as you or me He says, I, but Joe, you're ten years dead I never died, I never died, says he I never died, says he
This is Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, let's go back over those last two. One was Hazel Dickens. Uh, 
from West Virginia, Charleston County, West Virginia. Am I correct? Maybe. Singing about working women, followed by a young woman from San Isidro, California, standing on top. The many voices of working women is what we're concentrating on this week. And this is Dr. Maya Angelou. It's a part of a tribute to Andrew Young, who uh, was, I suppose, her ally. Maya Angelou is an amazing woman, and uh, this is her amazing poem called Still I Rock. Let's see if we can get it at the beginning. Come to Atlanta and come into this family of friends. I am so proud of us. She's talking about 1850s to build the railroads, unable legally to to bring their mates or to somehow miraculously we just rise. Just play it from here. We rise, having undergone experiences just that can't be mentioned. We rise. And so for Andrew Young, my brother, I thank you. You may write me down in history. Here it is. With your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room? Just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head, lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened, by my soulful cries, does my sassiness upset you? Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear I rise into a daybreak miraculously clear I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave I am the hope and the dream of the slave and so thank you Andrew Young happy 75th birthday thank you I rise
That was uh, Maya Angelou with uh, I Rise. This is Labor and Love, and it's the uh, top of the hour, 11 o'clock. Let's just take a little musical break now. Okay, we're back uh, talking about uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. And in general today, we're talking about the many voices of working women. For example, Maya Maya Angelou was, uh, was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Her given name was Marguerite Annie Johnson. And uh, in her childhood, she was molested by a family member. And she was sexually abused and raped by her mother's boyfriend when she told her brother he was thrown in jail, but jailed for only one day. When he came out, he was killed, perhaps by her brothers. So she entered a period of silence. She didn't talk for several months. Um, Her mother moved to Oakland when Maya Angelou was 14, and she attended the labor school. She was given a scholarship to attend the California Labor School, and we're going to talk about this, the Labor School in San Francisco, which ran up until 1957, by the way. Um, Maya Angelou worked as an exotic dancer. Uh, She married a Greek guy named Tash Angelikos took modern dance classes, became herself uh, a dancer who worked at San Francisco nightclubs. She danced and sang calypso music at the Purple Onion. She called herself Marguerite Johnson, or Rita, and uh, changed her name when the uh, managers and supporters at the Purple Onion suggested that she change it to Maya Angelou, a distinctive name. She toured Europe with the production of the opera Porgy and Bess, became uh, fluent in several languages, 
and uh, recorded an album in 1957 called Miss Calypso. Maya Angelou was a friend and a confidant and a supporter, worked with Malcolm X, uh, came back from Africa where she had settled with her husband when Malcolm X returned to the U.S. from his uh, tour of Africa. Maya Angelou was uh, asked by Martin Luther King to organize a march. King was assassinated on her 40th birthday, April the 4th. She was encouraged out of her depression by her friend James Baldwin. And Maya Angelou became a best-selling writer and poet. And you have the example of her style of poetry. Uh, her bardic style of poetry, speaking as a voice of uh, working women. This is Labor and Love, where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never, let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Here's somebody you might remember, you might recall. If you want to have a do...
Mr. James telling you what you got to do if you want to have a do-right woman. And today we are celebrating International Women's Month with our second all-woman show of the month. And uh, let's get a little contemporary here. We'll go back and talk a little more about our labor person of the day, Lucy Parsons. But let's listen to some of our younger sisters here. Cristina Aguilera. Guess it's easier for you to swallow if I start to smile When a female fires back Suddenly the cocky don't know how to act So guess what that little boy would do Making up a few false promises That for sure is not a man to me It's better in names for popularity He said you only get to be through controversy But now it's time for me to come and give you more to say I'm bringing, call me whatever, cause your words don't mean a thing, cause you ain't even a man enough to handle what I say. If you look back at history, it's a common double standard of society. The guy can tell the book, the more he can score, while the girl can do the same and yet you call her a whore. I don't understand why it's okay, the guy can get away with it, the girl gets names. All my ladies come together and make a change, and so do we get it for us, everybody say. girls that he's the man he could even give us some the sex or raw if a girl do the same then she's a whore but the table's about to turn i bet my fame wanted cats take my ideas and put their name on it it's all right though you can't hold me down i got to keep on moving two of my girls with a man who be trying to max do it right back to him and let that be that you need to let him know that his game is whack and little kim and christina aguilera got your back Cute, so cold. You must talk so big to make up the tone of 
had uh, Christina Aguilera there and Christina is singing nothing can stop us now and looking for one right now this is Queen Marguerite Owens from Iowa aka Queen Brother, call a girl a bitch or a hoe Trying to make a sister feel low You know all of that gots to go Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule I don't be getting mad when we playing this cool But don't you be calling me out my name I bring rap to those who disrespect me like a dame That's why I'm talking One day I was walking down the block I had my cut-off shorts on right Cause it was crazy hot I walked past these dudes when they passed me One of them felt my booty, he was nasty I turned around red, somebody was catching the rat Then the little one said yeah, me, bitch. And laughed Since he was with his boys, he tried to break fly I punched him dead in his eyes Who you calling If you an attitude and you were rough And take it out on me, but that's about enough You put your hands on me again, I'll put your ass in handcuffs I guess I felt so deep in love, I grew dependency I was too blind to see just how it was affecting me All that I knew is you was all the man I had And I was scared to let you go, even though you treated me bad But I don't wanna see my kids see me getting beat Damn, my daddy smacking mommy all around You say I'm nothing without you, but I'm nothing with you A man don't really love you if he hits you This is my notice of the tool, I'm not taking it no more I'm not your personal whore, that's not what I'm here for Ain't nothing good gon' come to you till you do right by me Brother, you wait and sit in the bitch Queen Latifah there interrupted. Let's see what the problem is.
Everything's copacetic. Okay, well, let's... This is one you might recognize uh, from a woman from who grew up singing in a church in Detroit, Michigan. Nothing is coming out over the uh, speaker system here, so... a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. Okay, we're back. Uh... Not sure what happened. We were in the middle of 
paying tribute to the voices, the many voices of working women. And here's one you might know. Rita Franklin there um, with Respect from 1967. Before that, we had uh, Queen Latif with her U-N-I-T-Y song. Before that, we had Christina Aguilera singing about Nothing Can Hold Us Down, Can't Hold Us Down. Our labor history person this day, this week, is Lucy Parsons. Lucy Parsons, anarchist, feminist, labor organization organizer, died on March the 7th, 1942, born in 1853 in Texas. Lucy's people were Native American and uh, Latino, Mexican. When she was 18 years old, she married a white man, Albert Parsons, former Confederate soldier. So, of course, 
their being married, they had to leave Texas. And they settled in Chicago. Parsons was an organizer. And uh, he was one of the Chicago Seven, one of the people in, uh, who was arrested in 1886 as a result of the Haymarket, quote-unquote, riot. A peaceful demonstration erupted in violence when someone threw a bomb. Many people believe that the police provocateurs threw the bomb in order to get a violent reaction and militarize the situation. Seven people were arrested, among them uh, Albert Parsons, Lucy's husband. Four of them were rigid, were uh, finally pardoned by Governor John Altgelt. Parsons was not one of them. He went to the gallows. Parsons began a career of what she had been doing before, of organizing, writing, speaking about workers and women's rights. She said, my conception of the strike of the future is not to strike and go out and starve, but to strike and remain in and take possession of the necessary property of production. This, of course, was uh, used among other, in other, among other situations in the uh, sit-down strikes in Chicago. Um, pardon me, not Chicago. In and around Detroit, Michigan when the United Auto Workers Union was uh, organized. Parsons believed that uh, women should work, women should identify as working women, and that marriage was not necessarily a problem, but we're going to read Emma Goldman. She and Emma Goldman had this sort of uh, grand argument. Her focus was on class politics rather than gender and sexual struggle. She was one of the founders of the IWW and began editing The Liberator, an anarchist newspaper that supported the IWW in Chicago. And uh, for the rest of her life organized around these issues uh, in situations such as the Scottsboro Nine where young, nine young men were accused of raping a white girl. She just made it all up. Uh, she was evidently at one point a member of the Communist Party and one of the leading theorists for uh, anarchist-slash-labor-slash-gender uh, politics. Lucy Parsons died at the age of 91. We take off our hat to Lucy, and as always, we dedicate our show to those 350 workers here in the United States who will die today because of job-related causes. 
Worldwide, it's 2,500 workers who will die today making money for someone else. Lucy Parsons, a champion of the labor movement and a champion for women. Today in labor history, February 27th, we're a little late on this one, but this is an important one because it shows that a class of people who are really not taken seriously by their employer can, when they get together, be just as militant as anyone else. February 27, 1937. Just days after the auto workers' victory at General Motors, more than 100 women workers in one of 40 Woolworth stores in Detroit, Michigan, began a sit-down strike over wages, hours, working conditions, and union recognition. Solidarity action in support of the workers was incredible. The strike spread on March 5th. The workers won their demands, including the union shop. The union won a uniform contract for all 40 stores in Detroit, which covered 2,500 workers. Oh, women, just a bunch of young women. And at that time, the old, the owner of Woolworth stores was Doris Duke. Am I getting that right? Okay, it was a very rich young woman who barely hesitated from her round of uh, jet hop, uh, country hopping, vacationing to uh, say anything about the issue. This day in labor history, March 4th, 1933. Newly elected, newly inaugurated President Franklin Delano Roosevelt nominated Francis Perkins as Secretary of Labor. The first female cabinet member in American history. The second wouldn't come until the Eisenhower administration. We're on the lawyers, guns, and money website, blog. Perkins was a remarkable figure who dedicated her life to improving the lives of working Americans. She was a progressive reformer, upper middle class, well-educated and seeking to do well in a world that blocked educated women from both marriage and work. She graduated from Mount Holyoke on March 25th, 1911, which we'll talk about next week. Perkins happened to be in the vicinity of the Triangle Fire. She ran over to the site of the fire and watched 146 people die to make clothing that she may have been wearing. Already committed to improving workers' lives 
She became a national leader in fighting to ensure nothing like this would ever happen again. Triangle shirtwaist fire. She eventually, eventually allied herself with Governor Al Smith and was his leading labor advisor. Um, she convinced Smith and other leading New York politicians to go and visit the workplaces where workers, mostly women, were in sweatshops, jammed together, dangerous situations. New York City cleaned up its fire building codes, prohibited smoking in factories, and required new fire suppression techniques and technologies. And when Roosevelt was elected, he named Frances Perkins his Secretary of Labor. A woman had never been even considered for a cabinet position before. She wasn't a union member. Most people who held the job of Secretary of Labor had been unionists, and with the Democratic Party far closer to labor, organized labor than Republicans, it was expected. Her agenda included a 40-hour work week, federal unemployment insurance, age-old, old age insurance, the abolition of child labor, federal employment of the unemployed, and national health insurance. She would be centrally involved in getting much of this. She brought a young Harry Hopkins from New York to help with the federal employment programs, particularly the Federal Employee Relief Administration. She helped FDR write much of his key legislation, including the Social Security Act of 1935. She refused to deport the radical international longshore and warehouse union head Harry Bridges in 1939, angering congressional conservatives. She famously called General Motors head Albert Sloan in the middle of the night once, yelling at him for not settling with the United Auto Workers. She said, you don't deserve to be counted among decent men. You'll go to hell when you die. Perkins was later named to the United Civil Service Commission after stepping down from her cabinet position in 1945, she worked with the Civil Service Commission until 1953 and then joined the faculty at Cornell University in the International Industrial Relations Department. She died in 1965. Frances Perkins, Lucy Parsons, standing up for the rights of women workers and of workers everywhere. And men, you know, hear that some local group.
Voices of Working Women from the Pointer Sisters to Buffy St. Marie. Thrived. 
Though his death was published round and round the world, the heart did not believe. Many hurt men wondered, many struck men bled. Magic never faltered, magic always led. Many stones were rolled, but God would not lie down. Many wild men lied, many fat men listened. Though they offered stones, magic still was fed. Though they locked their coffers, God was always served. Magic is afoot, God rules. Alive is afoot, alive is in command. Many weak men hungered, many strong men thrived. Though they boasted solitude, God was at their side. Nor the dreamer in his cell, nor the captain on the hill. Magic is alive. Though his death was pardoned, round and round the world, the heart would not believe. Though laws were carved in marble, they could not shelter men. Though altars built in parliaments, they could not order men. Police arrested magic, and magic went with them. For magic, the hungry. But magic would not tarry. It moves from arm to arm. It would not stay with them. Magic is afoot. It cannot come to harm. It rests in an empty palm. It spawns in an empty mind. But magic is no instrument. Magic is the end. But magic stayed behind Many strong men lied They only passed through magic And out the other side Many weak men lied They came to God in secret And though they left him nourished They would not tell who healed Though mountains danced before them They said that God was dead Though his shrouds were hoisted The naked God did live This I mean to whisper to my mind This I mean to laugh with in my mind This I mean my mind to serve till service is but magic Moving through the world and mind itself is magic Coursing through the flesh and flesh itself is magic Dancing on a clock and time itself the magic length of
us off there with her song uh, Not Ready to Make Nice. So this has been Labor and Love and uh, we just completed our second all-women show. Shout out to all working women and all women everywhere. 
and Labor and Love signing off. This is uh, the B. Remember that if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Please remember that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And please, please, please remember never to let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. So let's go out with uh, Carrie Miraji, as we always do. The Internacional. Good week and good work. Labor and love. <laughs> insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4 
AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4, AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. No 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he... Hey, howdy, people. You're tuned into the mutinyradio.fm show 